Foolishness and Folly. Hi and welcome back to the Accord Sessions, the place where we do everyday talk about our extraordinary God. Can we just say that our last podcast with Alfreda was a week ago? Wow. But that feels like six months ago, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I know. That feels like ages ago. But we're in that weird time now, aren't we, where we've left summer yeah. and we're very much in autumn. Yes, definitely. Freezing. Very much in I'm autumn. freezing. I know. <laughs> we've had cold. the heating on, the air con yeah. on today, both at the same time. Yes. We're not quite. But and the yeah. window open. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all change, yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, but I thought today that <clears throat> we talk a bit about a subject that we've just covered last week in over on our Accord Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I have never had a subject that has had so much feedback as yeah. this one. And that is we've been looking at foolishness and folly. Yeah. And I understand that um, nobody likes to talk about being a fool or mm-hmm. being foolish. Yeah. But to me, I think... It's a it's a part of our walking Christ that we absolutely have got to have some sort of understanding and mm. agreement about because yeah. if you don't do not purposely walk in the in the wisdom of God, yeah. then I think you are open and susceptible and probable in walking in some level of foolishness that leads to folly. Yeah. And for me, it's not about oh sorry, that's my phone. Um and for me, that's not about um, you know, falling apart and it's mm. the end of the world. Yeah. But we definitely have to come to a place, I think, where we have a very good relationship with foolishness. Mm. So that it doesn't absolutely make us fall down and we just can't get up. Yeah. And I think that that's what's so shocking about a lot of foolishness, it's certainly in the kingdom of God, mm. is that some people just do not recover from it. Yeah. Or their recovery time is so long mm. that it actually becomes part of their lifestyle and who they are. Yeah. Um, but foolishness, I think, is inevitable. Yeah. But I do think it's something that we are expected to to grow out of Mm. as we mature in Christ. And because of that, we have to have a detailed understanding and a relationship with it to make sure that we don't stay in it Mm. and outstay our welcome. Yeah. And I think that that definitely is true. Yeah. And I think for me, like with kind of foolishness, it is really about like being unwise. Yeah. Like that's kind of like the core root of like what it is. But it's one of those things that very often if you don't deal with it like straight away it gathers momentum Mm. and it's like one little kind of like act of foolishness if you like leads to becoming foolish (laughs) unless you kind of deal with it and you almost like nip it in the bud straight away yeah it gathers like speed and it becomes something so much bigger flipping heck yeah it's like those old cartoons when you were kids wasn't it yeah when with the coyote you know when you know they they throw a ball over the side of the canyon and before yes. you know it it's gathered everybody up in its path yeah that's really what foolishness can be like can't it it yeah. gathers things it yeah. collects things as it goes along definitely and i think yeah and i think it gathers other people yeah definitely and it gathers it gathers speed but it also gathers other situations Distance. yeah mm. and it just it can take you so far away from kind of where you you should be or where you thought you were yeah that it can become really quite dangerous well i think i think foolishness is is not an activity Mm. i think foolishness is an attitude yeah because you know that we can do something wrong make mistakes Mm. whatever um 
get things wrong. Yeah. But it's our attitude that determines whether we're foolish or not. Yeah. Um, Because we've talked about this a lot, I think, over podcasts. But, you know, we get on that big old white horse, don't we? That big old horse that we carry around with us. And you know what it's like. You can go, Beck, come on. And you're like, nope, I'm right. Nope, I'm sticking to my guns. And suddenly, you know, you are in a place then that is difficult to get away from. And But inside your head, your voice is going, Beck, don't. Mm. Get off the horse. Give it up. Stop being so foolish and do what's right here. Yeah. You you can recover from this. Yeah. But it's almost a voice that kicks in in our heart and in our head that says, don't give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Remain in this on this foolish path. Yeah. So that you can be right. And it's almost like we want to say face. Mm, yeah. Um. So I do think foolishness can be an attitude more yeah. than a thing. Yeah. Because, you know, um, dropping you know dropping the plate of food is not a foolish act but lying about that is so I think it's not so much what Mm. we do but it's our attitude and what we how we deal with it that can be foolish yeah definitely and I think that that's really where flesh can really well have a field day if we're honest can't doesn't it yeah um but also i think for me the the issue i have with foolishness is that it keeps us in so much less than we're deserving of and i know for us that if god's offering me a hundred percent every day Mm. of himself but i only choose two percent because i'm being foolish and not accessing the other 98 percent that's folly Mm. i'm walking in less than what is available to me because of my own foolishness Mm. and for me that has got to be addressed and if you look in the word of god i can't remember but i think it's over 400 times foolishness is addressed in the word of god um and for me if god's saying something more than once yeah we've got to pay attention to it because it's something that's important to him But if you look in the Word of God, it's over 400 times wow. that a foolishness is addressed. But every time, it's on us yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. You deal with your own foolishness. Yes? Yeah. Um, and he addresses people very clearly. He labels them, you foolish people. Yeah. Yes? If my foolish people will turn from their foolish ways, then I will come. Mm. So to me, it's, God is very clear in his Word about whose issue it is. Yeah. And who has to deal with it and who has to choose to not walk in it. Yeah. And we are foolish if we don't take him up on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think like one of those scriptures is Proverbs 12 verse 15, where it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to counsel. And even then, just looking at like Proverbs 18 verse 2, where it says, Fools have no desire to learn. Instead, they would rather give their own opinion. Oh, Or and you just kind of get this feel about it being very much about, very selfish, a very selfish position to stand in. Yeah. Where it's like you only, so the way the fool is right in his own eyes. Well, so it's I think like, that really is the problem, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is that <clears throat> foolishness is what hijacks us, where it says we know best. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm right. Yes. Um, I feel this is good. Um, I'm right in my own eyes. Yeah. Um, and I know the, the other translations call it, do not be wise in your own eyes. Yeah. It's just not wise to jump into that position, is mm, it? Yeah. Um, because I think we do really miss out 
sometimes on the good things in our life yeah. certainly access to the to god um certainly accurate friendships and relationships but also opportunities that he, he gives us mm. and i think sometimes those are delayed or missed in us yeah. simply because of we've chosen foolishness yeah. we've chosen to do what we feel is right in our own eyes yeah. and i think that is really the the core that we pivot upon isn't yeah, it definitely that's where we go wrong yeah and that's where it makes it all about us yeah and all about like what we can do yeah but then also then it means that it's about giving us the glory not yeah. giving him the glory because yeah. we're relying on what we can do which isn't a lot <laughs> yeah and isn't going to end up well but we're so convinced by it and we mm. get so kind of drawn into that yeah that we don't even stop and consider anything else outside yeah. of that yeah because as we said you know at the beginning with that four kind of gathering momentum we're so kind of in that and mm. so uh what's the word like so ingrained ingrained yeah mm. so taken over with that right consumed consumed that's the word that we can't even consider right. that there's other possibilities outside of that yeah. and that even our way is not going to work out well for us. But also, we've got to have a kind of a healthy relationship with foolishness. Um, foolishness is not a good thing. Mm. We don't want to choose it, but it's going to be there yeah. at some point. We're going to be ma- we're going to be foolish at some point mm. because we're immature, yeah. and then we grow into maturity. But I, you know, like I've said this analogy a lot of times. But if you've got a three week old baby, you know, rolling around the floor in a diaper you know spitting on themselves that's cute yeah. but if you've got a 36 year old man doing it no there's something wrong we need to phone somebody yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and it's the same with us in our foolishness isn't yeah. it that if you see those things in the immature mm. then it's kind of endearing and we, we there's grace to cover that yeah but when you see that in a grown adult and they have been in a process of growth mm then that becomes disturbing. Yeah. Yes. And I know that in natural circumstances, um, that then is judgeable as to whether there is a problem. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the in the growth of somebody. But I know that for me, um, I need to be looking back. Well, I do actually quite a lot. Craig and I will talk a lot about our foolishness mm. in the past. We we sometimes sit and we laugh hysterically actually about how foolish we were yeah. at some point in our life. Um, but it's not painful yeah. because we're no longer those people. Yeah. But I think if we if we are still those types of people, then nobody's mm. going to be able to laugh about their foolishness. Yeah. They're going to feel very precious about that. Yeah. Um, but I can remember I had a friend years ago. Um, oh, I was a teenager. Mm. And um, she came to me one day and she said, oh, I've just had this really amazing time with the Holy Spirit. Oh, he's just so wonderful. And I was like, yeah, he's great. You know, I was in the mm. early stages of my faith. Yeah. And she said, you know what he told me? And I said, what? She said, he said to me, um, you, I know you've got lots of birthdays coming up. And lots of things. So I do not require, I'm releasing you from your financial giving to wow. me for a season so that you can take care of business. And I can remember looking at her and going, uh, what? And yeah. everything within me just went, I don't think that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um and we kind of had a conversation about that and she got very defensive. But do you know what? You could see it come over her that she didn't actually believe that it was the Holy Spirit yeah. telling her that. But you could also see the glint in her eye that said, I'm not giving this up. Yeah. And 
she just literally, you know, stuck to her guns. Mm. And um, she didn't, she didn't, she, that was her narrative for a good six months that God had given her the season off of giving from her heart uh, so that she could buy birthday presents for people. Wow. Yeah. And I can remember learning a lesson that day. And it wasn't about money and it wasn't about tithing, but it was certainly about that when you know that something is not right, Mm. to carry it on so that you say face is foolish. Yeah. Yes, because the consequences for those actions can be hugely detrimental to us. Yeah. Yes. Um, And that's also how we start patterns of deceit in ourselves. Um, And so, you know, you know, that's her business, whether, you know, her giving is her business. But I did really learn something that day um, about owning Mm. things that come out of my mouth, owning the state of my heart and also wanting to follow wisdom yeah. all the days of my life. Yeah. And, you know, I have not got that right all the time in my life. I still don't get it right fully mm. now. I, there are still times when I do really foolish things. Yeah. Um, but it's what we do about yeah. it that determines whether we are a fool yeah. or not. Because there's a difference between being a fool. See, this is where the Welsh accent kicks yeah. in now. <laughs> a fool at school um, and a twirl. <laughs> um, that... There's a big difference between being a fool mm. and being foolish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a big difference between making a mistake mm. and walking into folly. Yeah. They're different things and they all have to do with the state of our heart. Yeah. Um, but I do think we make life so much more difficult than oh, it yeah. has to be at times because of our own foolishness. Yeah. And I think if we go back to the crux of what we said in that scripture that you just read, was that it's when we believe mm. what we feel is right in our own eyes yeah. that we hang on to that for dear life and we won't give it up. Yeah. It's not flexible. We, we're not interested in wisdom when it comes mm. knocking at our door. Um, and there are many reasons why we rely on ourselves. Yeah. But, you know, self-reliance and is not the same as working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Yes. We, we need to be responsible, but we need to rely on him, mm. not ourselves. Yeah. And all those things can work together to create foolishness in us mm. if we're not careful. Yeah, and I think what you said about, like, it's the way that we, like, respond to it. It's the way yeah. that we react to it. And whether we try and kind of keep something going and keep, like, the narrative going, keep the story going, yeah. or whether we just kind of own up and be like do you know what oh it's like a car I'm crash waiting to happen isn't it oh that? it's yes. so awkward isn't it but you, okay so oh, i feel a story coming there on there is a story coming on so where i live in it's in a block of flats and each floor looks pretty much identical so there have been a few times where i've stepped out on the wrong floor awkward and thought i was on the right floor and i've also seen other people do it when they get out of the lift and they do kind of like a, a double take where they're mm. like oh this isn't the right floor so one time I did just that and got out the floor below my floor. Awkward. And the the um, the layout is identical. So went to what I thought was my door and tried to put the key into the lock, <coughs> was turning it and was like, why is this not working? Oh, Lord. And suddenly the door opened <laughs> and this woman was there and she's like, can I help you? And you have that moment where you just think, oh, Why are you my in my goodness. flat? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also you just think like, what is this? Like, what's going on? What happened? 
so I realised what happened and she looked quite stern, which, you know, I imagine you would be if someone yeah, was trying to get trying to break flat. into your flat, no? Well, I had my keys in my hand. So I just said to her, I was like, oh my goodness. I said, I'm so sorry. I've got out on the wrong floor. And she looked at me, she said, don't worry. She said, I've done it as well. But it's just that moment where you feel like yeah. a right idiot. But then a few months later, I was in my flat and someone tried the exact same thing. So what's, what have you learned to always lock your door? Yes. <laughs> always lock my door and always check the door number when you get there. So funny. But someone tried to do the exact same thing on my door. And I could hear somebody, like, doing something to the lock. So we've got, like, the little peepholes on yeah. our door. So I went and had a little look. And there was this guy there looking very confused. So I opened the door and the look on his face was priceless. And I said to him, I was like, are you okay? And he said, this isn't my flat. And I was like, no, it isn't. <laughs> But it was just, you know, that feeling where you just think in that situation, the only thing you can do is kind of own up and say, do you know yeah, what, right. I'm so sorry, this is not my Because flat. that's a mistake. Yeah. But it's like, you just think like, yeah. I mean, how do you even try and spin a story out of that? Okay, well, let, let me tell you a similar story. <laughs> okay. But this really was the story and the actions of a fool. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. I need a quick drink. We have our studio here and it's part of a business centre. So we have quite a massive wraparound car park mm -hmm. that goes all the way around the building. Now, I am notorious for coming out. We come, we go through the tradesman's entry, don't we? Yeah. Because it's closer to our office. Yeah. So we don't go through the main reception. And um, I am notorious for leaving the building yeah. and then not being able to find my car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, it's a bit of a... I'm known for it. Yeah. I've got a bit of a rep. I have seen this. Okay, don't. <laughs> okay, so, oh, I want to say this was years ago, but it was like last week. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, I came downstairs, mm -hmm. and I'm bearing in mind I've got a new car, so that doesn't add, that adds to the problem, yeah. okay? So I came downstairs, and there was a group of people outside, and they were all talking. So I thought hi and said hello and everybody said hello and then I thought oh, don't know where my car is so I kind of did a quick you know glance up and yeah. down and I thought I can't remember what my new car looks like oh, no. and I can't remember it's a black car and of course every car in yeah. the car park's only black so I thought see, oh, this can is I not just good. put in here and say that's why I've got a bright orange yeah yours car. is bright orange because I see it from the moon <laughs> right so I just thought oh I feel stupid now and I could see that I'd had a conversation with one of the girls that was outside yeah. before about not being able to find the car and she started laughing so I yeah. knew she knew so rather than just say I can't find my car yeah. and laugh about it which would have been the smart thing to do <gasps> I got out my mobile phone and pretended I had a phone call and took a pretend phone call oh my gosh <laughs> so I didn't so it looked like I wasn't looking for my car but I was taking a phone call and I was on my pretend phone call for the whole time until they went back inside. Oh my gosh. And, looking and for your then I spent another 10 minutes trying to find the car oh, until I did. Oh my gosh. And I sat in the car and I thought, I'm not even going to laugh about this yeah. because that's not funny, Beck. That's ego. Yeah. That's stupid. And if you're going to do that over a stupid thing like that to save your face, what else are you going to yeah. do that about in the kingdom of God? But also, like, even just from that, like, it wastes time. Okay, no. <laughs> I don't need a lecture. No, but like, I think that that's the well, thing. Well, I think what I was mortified of, I was mortified at the orchestration. Yeah. 
yeah yeah and you know me i'm i'm quite brave i can face things on i can laugh at myself yeah. but in that moment i felt really stupid so i wanted to save my face yeah. so i took I mean, I don't know why I thought pretending to be on a a phone call with my imaginary friend (laughs) would not save face. You know, all I needed was somebody to really phone me. Then I'd look really stupid. What was this conversation about? I'm not even going to go there. I can't bring myself to... (laughs) I can't... No, I'm not going there. But I was having a proper conversation. Imaginary friend, right? Just to save face, I was on the big old horse that I had jumped upon that I wasn't coming down from. To save face. And... I sat in that car, in the car park, for another 10 minutes. So this is all taking about half an hour now. And I'm sat in the car and I just said to God, I don't think this is funny. And I'm really sorry, Mm. you know. And that was, that's something that I want to repent from. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people would go, oh, that was funny. Well, yeah, maybe. But the the spirit behind it wasn't. And I thought, I'm not going to start this precedent in my life now where to save my face I'm going to start lying yeah I'm not doing that so I learned a lot that day Mm. and it was all about feeling stupid and wanting to cover things up Mm. and to me whenever you want to cover something up that's where your opportunity to be to be a fool comes in yeah yes and I think that will end in folly for you yeah if that's what you choose yeah so I do think that um, we've all been there haven't we yeah definitely um where we know that our actions aren't wise yeah usually instantly because I think we have the the gumption of the Holy Spirit within us and we all pretty much know straight away I think when we know something isn't wise yeah um that we probably haven't thought it through enough Mm. and that we've kind of just let common sense and wisdom and obedience and all the stuff that we usually live by out the window yeah but it's in this this moment that our lack of wisdom really just takes away and hijacks the Mm. grace that's available in god and we're really left to our own devices and that's what worries me Mm. yes so we become self-reliant in that moment so we feel insecure in that moment we feel stupid but rather than just doing what's right in the eyes of god and leaning on him we lean on our own understanding so we pretend we're having a conversation with somebody who's not even on the end of the phone i mean do you know what that sounds like when you say it out loud yeah that is just stupid but in those moments we think that that's the best option because you're trying to save yourself yeah and i'm not in the business of saving myself i'm in the business of him saving me yeah 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 um so it comes foolishness comes in all sorts of ways and manners let's let's just say that it's not all about you know things being so blatant yeah um but the bible does really tell us very clearly what it deems a fool to be Mm -hmm. so let's look at some of those yeah um, well, the biggest one, actually, a fool, a fool is determined by somebody who doesn't listen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? That that's the biggest Bible definition. Yeah. That to be foolish in the eyes of God means that you do not listen. Yeah. You don't listen to him. You don't listen to counsel. You don't listen to conviction. Yeah. You don't listen to the word of God. Yes. Yeah. Um, another one is that you, it's one who doesn't learn from mistakes. Mm. Because we know that um, we're told in the scriptures, aren't we, about, about the, the dog that returns to its own vomit yeah. is a foolish person that re- reverts backwards, yeah. that keeps going back to the same old thing. You know, making mistakes is completely allowed. Mm. It's completely legitimate. We have to be making mistakes yeah. in our growth. But if we keep making the same mistakes, mm. they're not really mistakes anymore. Yeah. They're choices. Yeah. 
So if we don't learn from our mistakes, then that's a very clear definition of foolishness. Mm. Yeah. Um, one who runs from discipline and correction. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because um, if we understand that, we love that mm. because discipline and correction knows takes us closer to yeah. him, not further away. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a very clear one. Yeah. One who relies on themselves and not God. Definitely. The fool in, says in his heart, "There is no God." Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, one who will not believe and accept who God says they are. Yeah. That's another truthful one. Because we can really argue with God over mm. who we are. Yeah. And that's not okay. Um, one who likes to do things their own way, even if it's in his name. Oh, yeah. Because we can do that, you know that. Yeah. We can manipulate situations where we do what we want, mm. but we ask God to get on board. Yeah. Um, and we do it in his name. Yeah. So it looks like it's come from him. It looks like we're in obedience. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think also another definition of a fool is one who avoids the truth, yeah. who dodges it. Yeah. One who is not truthful. Yeah. Uh, one who runs and hides. Yeah. And one who hears but does not do. Mm. So they're all sort of similar, aren't yeah. they? Um, but they've all got to do with running away and hiding. Yeah. And they've all got to do with not listening and wanting to do our own thing. Mm. And I think that is where we need to begin yeah. in our inward journey and identification of whether we are walking in foolish ways. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that the kind of the, the list that you went through then, the the, the examples mm. that it gives us in the word. I mean, it is kind of when you look at it like that with all of those points. Yeah. You see really how it just it is so kind of inward looking to ourselves. Yeah. And really how we can protect ourselves and how we can save face or how we can, you know, stop ourselves from feeling foolish. Yeah. That actually we become foolish by trying to prevent that. Yeah. So, you know, by trying to save face, even when it's, you know, looking for a car in a car park, we okay, kind of... Okay, <laughs> Naomi. Let <laughs> it go. Or going into the wrong person's flat. <laughs> but by doing that, and by trying to kind of save ourselves... Yeah. We actually do the very, we become the very thing that we're trying to avoid. Well, I can remember, we become self-fulfilling prophecies, don't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. So to avoid looking foolish, we become foolish. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But we, we want to avoid looking foolish in other people's eyes. Right. And we're yet, not so worried about God's eyes. No, but yet we become foolish in his. Right. Um, I can remember sitting sitting in the car um, at the end of that little, you know, display. And I can remember just saying to God... Um, that was a foolish thing to do mm. and I'm sorry yeah and I don't want to be foolish and I don't want to try and save myself yeah and I don't want to create narratives that aren't true in order to appear wiser than I think I am mm. and I just had real honest dialogue with God and I did say to God I feel really foolish yeah. I feel foolish I feel stupid and I realized that the greatest way to feel stupid and feel foolish is to do foolish and stupid things. Yeah. And it just comes down to not choosing him and listening to him in every circumstance. Mm. And I did learn a lesson that day and yeah. I thought, right, I'm never going to get here again. I'm. This is just not a place I'm mm. willing to to stay in. Yeah. Um, Because I do think it is a foolish act to not trust him. And I think it is a foolish act to try and save ourselves. Yeah. Um, 
because that's just not how God works. But if you notice in that list, the common trait in all of that list is avoidance and a lack of change and mm. transformation. Yeah. Where we know what God wants, but we choose not to do it. Yeah. Where we know what to do, but we choose not to do it. Mm. Where we know when he wants it, but we choose the timing when we think we should do it. Yeah. As soon as we make that decision, we have acted in foolishness. Yeah. Um. So it kind of gives you a greater insight into your whole life, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That maybe we are walking in a lot more foolishness than we think mm. at times. Yeah. Um, but there is a difference between making mistakes yeah. and being foolish. Mm. And I do think it comes down to attitude. Yeah. And I was even just thinking about like how we try and kind of come up with those excuses. Oh, man. And those kind of cover-ups for those situations. And it's funny, like you kind of talk about the car park. Because we had a situation, I mean, this is like a few months ago, where we were leaving the studio and I think you'd, you'd left like quite a, a few hours before me. I kind of stayed in the evening to do some work and I I left the building and when you go kind of through the car park, there's gates to get out. Oh, yeah. And we've got like a little cards that you put in front of a sensor and it, it opens the gate to let <laughs> you out. So I've sat there, it's probably about, I don't know, like maybe like eight o'clock in the evening. And I, I waved my card in front of the sensor and nothing happened. And I thought, oh my goodness. Okay, do it again. So I did it again. Nothing happened. And I'm sat there with the car. There's <laughs> nobody else around. It's literally like silent except for the seagulls. And I was flipping seagulls. And I'm like, how am I going to get out? Because I can't get the car out. There's no other way. It's the only way out of this place. And I'm there for like a good like 10 minutes trying to get out through this gate and it's just not opening. Have you noticed since then that the gates are never locked now? Yeah, They're always open. I'm so grateful. <laughs> That's what you've done, the power. But I was literally there for ages and I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out? So we've got like a number, so I rang it and um, the guy answered it and he said, okay, I'll try and see if I could sort something out. I think it was a Friday evening as well. So, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people were at home. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to do? So I thought, well, I could ring back because she's got another co another card. And I was like, yeah, but it's Friday evening. She probably wants to, like, relax and, you know, enjoy her evening. I'll wait and see if this guy gets back to me. Bear in mind, my phone is on, like, 10% battery as well. <laughs> and so in the end, the guy ends up having to ring somebody else. I ring back, who sends Craig down with the card to try and let me out. Da -da -da -da! And literally, like, I am feeling like a right idiot at this point because I'm the only one you know everyone else got out fine but just Why stop that just stop a minute and think what you've just yeah. said how is that your fault yeah right what has that got to do with you but it's that feeling but we take it upon ourselves don't we yeah so Craig bless him he comes kind of like steaming at the road yeah that's great he's got his wallet out the window <laughs> his cards in the wallet so and also the manager here, she was on maternity leave. Oh, she was just about to drop, wasn't she? She was literally, like, I think it was, like, days before. Yeah, she had the baby a few days later. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that wasn't stress-induced. Oh, Lord. And so she also comes driving up with her car to try and let me out. So I've gone from having nobody around to having two massive You've got a cars. team now. Yeah. But I still feel like such an idiot. So when Emma, the manager, kind of comes up, instantly I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry. I feel like such an idiot. I'm so sorry. And I'm apologising. But then I start making excuses for why I'm there so late. Mm. And it's like, but it's an office. Like, you're allowed yeah. to be there late. 
but suddenly there's something in me that has to kind of justify right. the fact that I'm there late right. and that something happened that was beyond my control. And what was the problem? There was something wrong with the gate, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. And it was absolutely fine. And Nothing to sorted. do with you. And then, you know, Craig was the same, where I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Craig, you know, oh, and you get these feelings of, oh, I must, you know, I've mucked up that evening because Craig had to come out. Mm. I mean, he did, but it was like, it, you know, it was fine. Mm. But we take on so much that isn't ours to take on. Yeah. And we have no right taking on. It's but then also what we do in those circumstances then is we train other people how to respond to us. Yeah. So if you make out you're an idiot, people will treat you like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, if you make out that you're foolish, people will treat you like yeah. a fool. And that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, we hijack it and then we create, teach people how to, to treat us. Yeah, but rather than just kind of like having a laugh about it, joking about the fact that I couldn't get out of the gate. Yeah. It becomes this whole other situation that it wasn't designed to be. Right. But then even, you know, on the Monday, I went to go and see um, one of the other managers that were here to check my key card. And even to him, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And again, it's like we keep this narrative going. Yeah. That just has no right even being there. But can we see how that's the ego at play? The same as it was in my yeah. story. It's because our ego always wants to be intelligent. Mm -hmm the top not the tail yeah um dignified yeah. acceptable perfect successful in control all-knowing that's what the ego demands mm. that's how it likes to be perceived yeah so when we are in any situation that is seen as less than that um we really do act foolishness mm. in foolishness we can cover it up or we go to the extremes like you did yeah where we justify it and we kind of preempt the whole situation yeah. But we know that God doesn't support the ego. Yeah. Yeah, always. And we know that at times God uses us in ways that are difficult for the ego um, to accept because yeah. he does use the things within us to bring about sort of a, a greater place of humility in our hearts. Mm. Yeah. And really, that's what foolishness is. Foolishness needs humility mm. because it's just the rising up of our own wisdom and our own understanding and it's making choices that are they're not mistakes let's yeah. keep saying that yeah we can make a million mistakes mm. a day in god that's absolutely fine and we need to give that room to each other to make mistakes yeah but there's a difference between making a mistake and you know being foolish yeah. and keep making the mistake same mistakes mm. and that is where we need to take accountability for that yeah. and and to decide what it is we're going to do on that. Yeah. Um, so I do think that there is something within this, mm, but I do think that it can be quite hard, hard to be around foolish people mm. um, that keep on endangering themselves yeah. and others by their choices. Mm. Um, and there comes a point where um, I know that the scripture that, you know, that God uses the foolish to confound the yeah. wise. I think that can get really misunderstood at times, that scripture. Because yeah. that's not our permission just to be idiots yeah. and to be foolish. But what I think that does tell us is that God uses the things that the world deem as foolish, mm. like our faith, yeah. like, you know, tithing, like not having sex before marriage, mm. like, you know, living for God, like dying to self. Yeah. All the things that the world looks on and says, well, look at those idiots doing that. I wouldn't do that, mm. that he can use that. Yeah. And it's what is seen as foolish in the eyes of men. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean that we are foolish and that God uses that. Yeah. Um, because I do think that God really does um, work to, to 
let our foolishness die within us yeah um because it's something that always leads to folly mm. and folly is the environment that foolishness creates yeah okay so we can live long term in the environment of foolishness and we make it our home and that's called folly yeah so it all it never really leads to a good place mm. for us yeah it makes us miss out it makes us have less than yeah what god intends Definitely. um so i do think that we do need to we know ourselves yeah and we know what we're playing around with. We know what we're thinking about. We know what we let fly. Mm. We know what game we're playing. Yeah. And I think that anything that doesn't want to listen or obey yeah. the things of God um, and those things that we fight to stay on the horse about, yeah. I think those are things that we've got to begin with. Yeah. Because it's those things that can keep us out of the full destiny of Christ. Yeah. It can do. Yeah. And I, you know, I've seen many, many people over my time completely live a 2% life mm. when a 1,000% life is offered to them because being right in their own eyes and leaning on their own understanding is more important to them than getting it right and accessing yeah. a wonderful life in God. And it's amazing how quickly the deception, like we said about the ball gathering yeah. moss. Yeah. That ball gathers momentum very quickly. And one little act of foolishness can turn into a many acts yeah. of foolishness. And before you know it, you are a fool. Yeah. And you're living in folly. Yeah. And those things can be very difficult to get out of. Yeah, definitely. And I think like even on that point, like sometimes it can feel like when you're in that moment when that ball is rolling down the hill and you just kind of think like this is never gonna end. Yeah. This is just right. You know, I can't do anything now, I can't stop it. No. But the truth is, is that it's never too late to no, kind of get never out too of late. that environment. Right. Or to leave that foolishness behind. No. Like, it's never too far gone. It's never too much. There's no. always going to be a point where we can choose to leave that. Yeah. And to come back from that and to put things right in yeah. that. So I think, you know, it's never too late to do that. In the posts on foolishness last week, I shared a story, yet another story of my own foolishness, people, okay. um, where this was years ago, okay. I'd like to say, many years ago, <laughs> okay. when I, oh God, I fell over in the high street. I was in the street. I remember this. And I fell over. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind, I have shared a similar story because I have fallen over more than once. Okay. But I fell, I, I fell over once with Craig. I've shared that story yeah. where he just carried on walking and I could hear him <laughs> say to somebody, did you see that woman fall over there? He pretended he didn't know me. Um, but this was years before this. And I fell yeah. over. I slipped in the rain, in oh. the wet pavement, and I fell over flat on my face. Oh, my God. And I felt proper stupid. I felt so stupid. Yeah. So I pretended I fainted. Oh, my God. Because I thought that would be more dignified than falling over. But I won't tell you the whole story because it's just so mortifying. But obviously, if somebody faints in the street, yeah. or emergency services are called. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't talk about it. I can't talk oh about it. Gosh. But Kristen, bless her, Kristen Lawrence, she did respond to my um, yeah. to my story. And she said, oh, Beck, you fake fainted, exclamation <laughs> mark. I love, I love how much you tell on yourself. It's such a joy to see how God works in you and to walk alongside you in his truths. Oh, Kristen, um, thank you for your <laughs> generous uh, comment there. But yeah, I did absolutely fake faint. And oh before God. you come at me for wasting um, public service, emergency service <laughs> times, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but dear God, can you believe that I faked fainting oh in order to try and save some face? 
Wow. And, like, it t- and it turned into this big old hoo-ha yeah. and it was all completely unnecessary. Yeah. Just so that it, I could appear to be a little bit more dignified. Because saying I wow. fainted yeah. was so much more acceptable than saying I fell over. Wow. But like in all the examples that we've given, it's been things that, I mean, like no one would blame you for falling over. No. You know, no one would like blame you for getting, for the gate, you know, shutting. But it's all about protecting the ego. Yeah. You know? and, it's, and it's amazing how like that first um, point, that first kind of thing that happens, that's oftentimes not even our fault. Oh Lord! And yet the lengths that we go to to try and kind of cover it up and to to save face and to make it acceptable, right? When actually it wasn't even right. us in the first place, right? As, it's incredible, right? So you know, it it is shocking how instantaneous our ego mm. is yeah. and how it gets to work in it instantly yeah and the ego will always seek to protect reputation and how we are perceived mm. and that is to me one of the biggest acts of foolishness yeah. you know that we, rather than just admit the reality of what we are yeah. and let god come and transform that we cover it up and hide it and go to huge lengths i mean it is beyond me i can never cease to be amazed mm. at, at to what lengths the flesh and the ego will go yeah. to create a narrative about ourselves that is not correct yeah. surely it's just easier to accept what you really are and let god transform you yeah. but we don't put the effort into that mm. we put the effort into the narrative yeah. and to the perception of what we are even though it's not true yeah and you know how many of us walk around knowing that what we are living in is not accurate and it is not correct but we'd rather stick to that Mm. narrative so that we don't have to admit that we got it wrong yeah and that is ego and pride and that's what keeps us out of the kingdom of god yeah that's what keeps us out of of experiencing the fullness of Mm. god and it sounds laughable in our stories but really it is absolutely shocking Mm. Uh, to what extent our conniving hearts will go to. I know that we're talking this week in Accord about conviction and we're talking about the heart and about we've got to follow the heart, we've got to follow the heart. Well, actually, we don't. We're not called biblically to follow the heart Mm. because we're told it's wicked and it will deceive you. Yes, we've got to follow him and the leading of the Holy Spirit, not our heart. Um, But our hearts, yes, will be whatever we want our hearts Mm. to be. Yeah. Yes, our heart is the biggest people-pleasing thing we have. Yeah. Yes, and our hearts can completely deceive us if we're not careful. So we can't be foolish and know that what we're doing is not correct, mm. but we do it anyway. Yeah. That is an act of a fool. Yeah. Yes, and so these are things that we learn, um, but unfortunately for us, we learn them often the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they come at a cost. Mm. But we do really need to understand that God is really at work in us, but it's our own choosing of ourself where our foolishness lies. Yeah. Because my foolishness is always found in my own ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. It's always found in my own lack of obedience and faith. It's found in me saying no to God. Mm. It's found in my manipulations of the truth to justify my own preferences. It's found where I put myself first. Um, 
and rely on what I think and what I feel. Mm. My foolishness is found in my hearing and my not doing. Yeah. Yeah. In my delayed obedience and manipulation of what is true. Thank you, God, for telling me that. But I'll do it when I'm ready. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's foolishness. Yeah. My foolishness is found in my lack of action, in my apathy and my preference for thinking mm. rather than doing. Yeah. My my foolishness is found in my passion for pleasing myself and for my unhealthy obsession with me. Mm. Yeah? yeah. My foolishness is found in my lack of the fear of the Lord and the lies I tell myself about being on this amazing journey that I have no intention of arriving mm. and finishing. And it goes on yeah. and it goes on. So it's... It's where we hijack. Mm. Foolishness is, if you like, the highwayman yeah. that robs us on our path. Yes. Yeah? And you know what one of the most awful things ever is, is when you realise that your thief, your robber, is you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? That the war you fight and get injured in every day is a civil battle. Yeah. That is the hardest thing to learn. Yeah. That the greatest thing God needs to save you from is you. Yeah, definitely. And those are the things where foolishness can really be rife. Yeah. And that's where we need to cry out to the on the name of the Lord and be saved. Yeah. And, you know, I've learned that over the years, that my greatest problem is me. Yeah. And it's it's the workings that I manipulate in order to not hear and obey mm. what God wants me to do. Because hearing and obeying is a safe place. Yeah. It's a place where life is found, where I am protected and covered. Yeah. And it's the place where I please God, yeah. not myself. But that can be the place where the fool really is rife. Mm. And I don't want to be foolish. No. I really don't want to be foolish. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I think just even like talking about it and just kind of considering the fact that the biggest thing stopping me is me. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. But it just, it is so kind of incredible how much power I give myself right. in order to kind of attack myself with that. You know, it doesn't give me any, uh, there's no benefit to it. Yeah. There's no good outcome in it. No. But yeah, I give it so much energy and so much time and so much power and authority. Yeah. And yet I'm giving it to the completely the wrong thing just because... I don't want to look like an idiot or I don't want to look foolish or I don't want people to find out yeah. or I don't want, you know, people to think differently of me. Right. But all of those things, I put all that energy into keeping something alive. We keep those plates spinning. Yeah. And rather, you know, it would be better to just let them all fall and just give it to God and just, as you said, like, it's better for him to transform me. Yeah than for me to try and keep all this plate spinning. And I think sometimes we get on that old horse, that big old horse, that high horse, mm. and we hold on to things that we know are not right and we are acting as a fool mm. because we have false ideas of dignity. And I know that dignity is a bit of a trigger for me Yeah. because dignity is something I've never really thought about mm. until my mum was dying. And... You know, we knew that my mum was dying and she had six, seven weeks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there was huge narrative amongst my siblings about we must portray the dignity of mm. her. Yeah. And I thought, well, what does this mean? And the reality was, was that 
my mum walked in a lot of foolishness in mm. her life um, for all the reasons that we've talked about. Um, how she was to be perceived was more important than how she actually was. Yeah. And because of that, she mistreated people constantly. Mm. Um, but in those last six weeks, my sister became obsessed with my mum having dignity yeah. in her, her final weeks. Now, that sounds noble, mm. but what that actually turned into was creating a false narrative in order to portray her as a dignity and to give her dignity yeah. to portray her as something that she wasn't in order that she would look better in death yeah. than she did in life. Yeah. And I found that very difficult to accommodate and to facilitate because number one, it wasn't true. Yeah. And that number two, I knew that what we were in, even though it was the end of her life, we were in the fruit of a life of foolishness. Mm. And number three, you can't manipulate things at the end in order to pretend that they were good in life. Yeah. So you've got to build things. You can only live in things that you build, yeah. put it that way. And so it became a real deception um, and it caused conflict um, between us was because... I could not facilitate and live in a false narrative mm. in order to give her false dignity. Yeah. And this is what we do in life is that we are, get so caught up in the ideas of false dignity where we don't want to be seen as foolish. We want to yeah. be seen as having virtue. We want to be seen as wise. We want to be seen as those who do what is right mm. in the eyes of God. But rather than paying the price for that yeah. and getting off the horse, we create a false narrative mm. that facilitates that false story. Yeah. And to me, that alone is the greatest act of foolishness. Yeah. Yes. And the fruit of that is folly. Mm. And so what that does then is it creates not only false narrative, but it creates confusion, yeah. it creates pain, and it invalidates the truth of what has really happened. Mm. Um, so I do think the foolishness definitely has a dark side that goes beyond silliness. Yeah. Because a lot of foolishness is silly. It's like, yeah. oh, come on, you know, just tell us what's going on and let God sort it, yeah. you know? So foolishness tends to have a connotation of just being silliness. Mm. Um, but actually, there is a dark side of foolishness that goes beyond that, I yeah. think, because it drives us ultimately to deceit and yeah. deception. Um, and the more we choose foolishness in order to sort of save face mm. and to keep up appearances, then that costs us truth and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And that then can turn us into people that we don't want to be. Yeah. So being foolish is different to being a fool. Mm. And being a fool means that we have become it. Yeah. And the highest order of anything is that we become it. Yeah. So I do think that we've got to be able to trust ourselves yeah. as well as God. Yeah. Um, and I do think that foolishness is, you know, the reliance of our own ideas and yeah. understandings. Um, but I do think that we definitely need to take on a new 
sort of heart position, a new humility mm. regarding our foolish ways. Because I know that in scripture we're told, for for example, we're told in um, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, a, a very famous scripture. And it says, if my people who are called by my name, so they're not strangers. Yeah. We're talking about the, 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 the heartbeat of God here, mm. his people. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and mm. seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So we're told here. I know that a lot of the translation, other translations, don't call them wicked ways. They call them foolish ways. Yeah. Yes. But please note that in the Word of God, foolish and wicked are often the same meaning. Yeah. So when we hear about the wicked, mm. we're often in Scripture talking about the foolish. And so wicked in scripture doesn't mean that you have to do extreme acts of wickedness. Mm. It means that you are a fool. Yeah. And it means that you have chosen your own ways over God's. Yeah. So how God deems, what God deems as wicked can be sometimes very different to what we are. Mm. And that's part of our foolishness yeah. is that we kind of gaslight God and go, ah, it's fine. I'm not being wicked. Mm. I'm just being a bit foolish. Yeah. It's okay. I'm on a journey. God will understand. Grace will cover it. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. But even that is enforcing the act of foolishness. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's interesting. And like I said, over 400 times in scripture, mm. God addresses the foolishness, the foolish. Yeah. And um, I think it really matters to God. And I think it, well, I definitely know it matters to us. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there is a big difference between getting things wrong mm. and making mistakes and being foolish. And I do think that ultimately is an attitude. Yeah, definitely. And I think what you said about like trusting ourselves, but also trusting mm. God, that reminds me of Proverbs 29 verse 25. And this is from the message version where it says, the fear of human opinion disables but trusting in God protects you from that. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, me too. I just love how like that, that trusting in God, mm. that is what protects us. Right. That is what keeps us safe. Yeah. And that's what kind of, you know. Keeps us wise. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we will make mistakes and there will be times where we'll look back on something and think, oh, that was really foolish. <laughs> but just that trusting in God and just that trusting, that kind of conviction as well. Yeah that is what protects us and yeah. that then keeps us safe and keeps us kind of walking where we should be walking yeah so that when you you know you said about the uh, the highwayman so it's like when the highwayman comes that's what keeps us safe yeah and it's like that's what i want to choose right and not the foolishness or yeah. the foolish ways that will then lead to folly well i think we have to hit one of my favorite scriptures here yeah and that is 1 corinthians 6 verse 12 and it says everything is permissible mm -hmm. but not everything is beneficial yeah and to me this screams of your opportunity to not be foolish yeah. because everything is available to us even foolishness yeah <laughs> you yeah. know god has not said you can't be this you can't do that a lot of things all things are made available to us yeah but it's our wisdom that looks for those things that are beneficial to us yeah and for me that is really where i can gauge whether i'm walking in foolishness or wisdom yeah. is when all things are available to me but I choose to look for what is beneficial, mm. yes? Yeah. And for me, if I can do that, then that keeps me out of foolishness. Yeah, definitely. If I choose what is beneficial to me um, by the things of God, then that is going to keep me in a place where I'm building my house on that rock, not on the sand. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that that's a key scripture yeah, as, we, as we seek to look 
to not walk in foolishness, but to certainly walk in wisdom. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? It is really interesting. I know. And I just think I know for me, um, I've definitely got to recover quickly from Mm. being a fool. Because sometimes we don't. We just wallow in, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm such a fool. Oh, I get everything wrong. Poor old me. And that's just, that just enforces the act of foolishness. Because we don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. We can turn from our foolish ways. And we can repent and come back to him. And we can then jump on the wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And make wise choices that are beneficial for our journey in Christ. Mm. And that is what I want to get quicker at. Yeah. I've said this so many times on the podcast, but this is the year I'm giving God what he wants quickly yeah. without delay from my flesh. Mm. And that is because I knew that last year I was walking in an area of foolishness where I was just hijacking the things of God and saying, thank you, I'll think about it. Mm. And we don't do that to God. No. We say, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I want to serve him. I want to walk in wisdom. And I know that life is found in him, not in me. I know that I have nothing to say where he has a lot to say. I know that I am, um, um, I am, I am, what's the word? Um, Normal. Yeah. Well, a lot of people will question that. But in him, I can do extraordinary things. So it's wise to choose him. Yeah. It's wise to Get rid of the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wise to not lean on your own understanding. Yeah. It's wise to hear him and obey. It's wise to have humility. Mm. It's beneficial um, to to bow the knee. Yeah. It's wise to hear his voice say, this is the way, walk in mm. it and walk in it. Yeah. Um, and that is where I am and that is my desire and that's yeah. my choice. Um, and for me... Am I never going to be a f- not never be foolish again? No, I'm going to hit being a fool at some point yeah. because that's humanness. Yeah, but I'm not going to stay there. Yeah, I'm going to have an act of foolishness, but I'm not going to be a fool. Yeah, I'm not going to do that um, because I want to walk in Him in His ways and I want to choose wisdom. Yeah, and that's the fear of the Lord. Yeah, is the beginning of all wisdom. Yeah, um, so I do think that it's all linked. Mm. All these scriptures are linked. Um, but I definitely know that folly is not a happy place. Yeah, definitely. Folly is a place that costs us. Yeah. We might feel like we're on a resort because mm. it will, our flesh will love it. Yeah. Fol- our flesh loves folly. Our flesh thinks that God has provided and we've done the right mm. thing. Why? Because there's no pressure. Yeah. Why? Because we don't have to die to self. Why? Because it doesn't take a lot of obedience. Mm. We've just found the easy place yeah. and convinced ourselves that that's God. Yeah. Yes. So folly costs us. Yeah. And I'm just not going to choose that. Mm. Um, but that's going to take me to bow the knee yeah. and humble my heart and turn from my wicked ways. And I'm definitely up for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, you know, we're all prone to foolishness at times. And even if we are sat here listening to this today and you think, gosh, I know I am a fool. Yeah. It's God can turn that around. Mm. It's just going to take us to return to him and turn from our ways. Yeah, repent and then walk in wisdom and listen and hear and obey all the days of our life. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. Bye.